censorship, non-compliance is key. From an undisclosed location in FEMA Region 10, it's your host, Joshua Michael. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to January 28th, 2023. Can you believe it? It's already been a month. Um, we are 11 months left of this crazy year, this crazy escalation. But first, we want to do this powerful report by Greg Reese over at InfoWars and Bandot Video. Very powerful. Take a listen. In 2020, Klaus Schwab of the World Economic Forum warned of an impending cyber attack that will take down all of society. We all know, but still pay insufficient attention to the frightening scenario of a comprehensive cyber attack, which would bring to a complete halt to the power supply, transportation, hospital services, our society as a whole. In 2022, Joe Biden stated that sending tanks to Ukraine is called World War III. The idea, the idea that we're gonna send in offensive equipment and have planes and tanks and trains uh, going in with American pilots and American crews, just understand, don't kid yourself, no matter what you all say, that's called World War III. Earlier this month, Managing Director of the World Economic Forum, Jeremy Jurgens, says that a catastrophic cyber event will likely occur in the next two years. The most striking finding that we found is that 93% of cyber leaders and 86% of cyber business leaders believe that the geopolitical instability makes a catastrophic cyber event likely in the next two years. This far exceeds anything that we've seen in previous surveys. This week, a German foreign minister casually stated that they are at war with Russia. And therefore, I've said already in the last days, yes, we have to do more to defend Ukraine. Yes, we have to do more also on tanks. But the most important and the crucial part is that we do it together and that we do not do the blame game in Europe because we are fighting a war against Russia and not against each other. Thank you. President Joe Biden responds by sending 31 M1 Abrams tanks to Ukraine. That today, today I'm announcing that the United States will be sending 31 Abrams tanks to Ukraine. And now all of the media is warning of nuclear war or a Russian cyber attack. That'll be the first time they actually discuss it in Congress, when we are hit with a massive cyber attack from Russia in response. If you are not suspicious by now, then you are not paying attention. Our government is not at war with Russia. They are at war with the American people. And in order to build back better, they need their cyber attack. Now they have a cover story and the media is sticking their finger into the PTSD wounds of all Americans so that we do nothing but sit at home in fear and wait for the end. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. 
So I want to start out with that report because I think it's very important um, for people to understand of what stage we are at in this giant escalation that's been happening really for, you know, for many, many, many years. I mean, this thing goes back to Barry Goldwater uh, back in the 50s and 60s exposing um, this counter dark force group but today it's called the deep state before it was called the military industrial complex you know it's 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 all a collaboration of these dark entities essentially that have been taking and being taxpayer funded uh, for these dark operations to happen all over the world well now it's finally flourishing and it being able to expose itself. And this is this is the premise of what I talk about a lot, because a lot of things that are happening stem from these organizations, from these co-opting organizations like this, uh, which is now we're seeing as the FBI and the FBI and how they collaborate with uh, narrating a story, how they collaborate with keeping things quiet and uh, and just using their resources and using the uh, NSA infrastructure and using the Department of Homeland Security infrastructure and the apparatus tied in with the CIA and the counter insurgencies that um, Obama put in back in 2011, allowing domestic operations to happen in the United States, which has never been done before. So what are we at? Where are we at? We're, we're countering a lot of that information and trying to, um, to do that. So what I really think, you know, the Obama administration, I mean, AKA the Biden administration, which is really, I think ran by Obama, uh, it, it, what kind of war that we're fighting and what kind of, um, uh, thing it really is an information war. And, uh, and it's, fascinating to see once you can if you can mentally understand that that is yes there's a kinetic war going on over in ukraine and everything else but really the real war is the culture war you know there's people that you know like sean hannity that are always talking about you know the next thing and they're always trying to be relevant and everything else Sean Hannity, to me, is 100% controlled opposition. He's 100% captured. He, he's never actually going to get to the heart and the root of things. So if you're still watching Fox News and still watching Sean Hannity and think that ha he has any type of substance or uh, understanding of what's going on, he's not. He is, what, to me, most of the rhinos and the compromised people that were in the Trump White House came from Sean Hannity. That's a legitimate source that has specifically specified that, that he was behind most of it because Trump was such a big ally for him and Trump virtually, you know, kind of drank the Kool-Aid. When you watch TV of somebody, you kind of can infatuate with them and feel like you know them. And we know that with a lot of the celebrities that, you know, we used to think we really liked, you know, at one point, but then it comes out when COVID happened, they all came out as controlled opposition globalists telling us to go get the shot. Vaccinated people should be in prison. They shouldn't be able to do anything. You know, all those hands were exposed because ultimately they were as double agents then began to do what they were sent there to do and or implanted to do, which is essentially convince you to get the shot or convince you that COVID's real or convince you that ivermectin is a horse paste and people are overdosing on it everywhere or to convince you that the hospitals are full or convince you that the war on terror is legitimate. 
and we are in Iraq for a good reason, right? So you got to understand it's a very sophisticated level and we are well, 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 well into this infrastructure. So it's really hard to circumvent and to navigate that. Now, when you are able to successfully counter the culture war that's happening, because I here's what I believe. I think the most important thing is the culture war. Because if we lose our culture, then we lose everything. Then we never know what we had. Then we never know what we're losing because everybody's so diverted onto uh, topics that don't have any substance or um, thing. So with collaboration of Twitter, there has been a reinsurgence of truth, raw content, which I think what everybody wants, and information, open source debate, real debate allowing real doctors to talk about COVID, allowing real military people to talk about the war and the citizen journalists that are on the ground videotaping things for yourself, such as Project Veritas. They've had a, a ginormous story this this week uh, exposing the, uh, the Pfizer uh, representative that they basically got him on camera stating that... Uh, they cooked up and they were experimenting with gain of function and they wanted to release it into the public so they could have a cash cow. When he was exposed, because James O'Keefe came back, James O'Keefe is probably the best uh, journalist of our time, if not ever. His tactics on how they expose things and how they essentially get the narrative out, the narrative is never pushed by James O'Keefe. He literally lets these people and sets them up in a way to where they are able to tell you and we, he just gets it on recording. It's phenomenal work. So he gets this guy with his pants down, basically openly admitting that they've been experimenting and they cooked up the COVID virus and they've essentially been releasing it out in the public with different variants and experimenting with gain of function. Um, to quote unquote, be a cash cow, because it's all about money for these guys. It's all about money. And why do, does Pfizer want so much money so they can pay off their politicians and keep making more money? Most people around you in this political space and or the media space indirectly somehow some way is probably paid by Pfizer. And we've all seen the clips brought to you by Pfizer, brought to you by Pfizer. Just repeat. I mean, Pfizer owns and controls everything. It's a billion dollar company, multi-billion. Um, of course, it's going to uh, pay off its legislation, right? Because they have basically immunity uh, because we are still in emergency authorization where you guys are still under an experiment. So I want to dive into, on the next segment, I want to talk about emergency use authorization. But I really want to emphasize on this particular segment, the culture war and why I believe Andrew Tate uh, is in prison and still being locked up and being accused of all this stuff. Why Julian Assange is still locked up in prison. Why these J6ers are still locked up in prison. They all have one thing in common, right? And what's that thing in common is they are countering successfully countering the narrative of the culture war. And the culture war being that they want globalization, socialization, communism, and everything in between. CRT is an extension of that. The transgender movement is an extension of that. But notice it's all culture related. And anytime you counter the culture 
or you challenge anything, that's when the system really comes after you. Now, if you're towing the line, talking about this war in Ukraine or World War III, which is, I think, what they want us to be talking about now. So everybody's talking about that. Or everybody's talking about Joe Biden and, or uh, what's his name? Pelosi. And that tape got released. Notice how that tape got released right as all the Pfizer stuff was taking root. What a convenient opportunity for them to just sell out Mr. Pelosi and his gay lover or whatever they were doing with that guy. Uh, You know, right at the perfect time. Understand, it's all about information. So us, as the spectators... We have a only certain amount of information we can consume. So there's something called a media cycle. A media cycle is how long things can stay in the media until it's then replaced by a new topic. And so usually they have to one up the previous topic for the new topic. So then you start talking about the new topic. And I think that's what's going on. And so they're like, yeah, Pelosi, yeah, let's get rid of that. Let's make that in a new cycle. And then we can bury this Pfizer story because this Pfizer story is ginormous. But what's great about it is people, whether knowing or unknowing, are starting to understand that how the media is operating and how they're using the carrot and the stick and the wave the dog to try to get us to talk about other things, to try to get uh, distractions to happen. So we're not talking about the fundamental root issues. The reality is, is that the Pfizer Corporation, as well as additional companies, know way more about this COVID situation than they actually told us. And now the dam has broke. Everything's out there. And this is just putting the nail in the coffin. And what that means is that we are marching toward, if we can stay on topic and not let them distract us with whatever type of thing that Sean Hannity wants to put out there, to get us to distract us on us. We're not talking about the real topic, but stay on the culture war for the future because that's what our future entails. You're listening to Non-Compliant America. We'll be right back. Hey, thanks for listening. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at noncompliantus. Thanks for listening. I'm Joshua Michael, Noncompliant America. Be safe, be vigilant, and we will see you soon. Welcome back, folks. Short segment here. Joshua Michael of Non-Compliant America. Thank you very much for listening. Make sure to subscribe to my podcast at noncompliantamerica.com or you can get into all the interesting things that we post about and talk about. Raw, unedited content on a the last Mohican, the last free social media platform that people actually go to. Um which is Twitter, follow me at noncompliantus, at noncompliantus. That would be awesome. I'm looking for more followers. I'm looking for more content. I'm always trying to find the new biggest uh, and best cutting edge stuff to do and to talk about because there's so much going on.
There is an information overload happening everywhere, and you get to choose. You get to choose what you want to listen to, what you want to talk about, and 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 what an amazing time to be alive for us to be witnessing the rollout of the global world order, the new world order. It has been announced. It has been speculated. It has been theorized by all the outerlings who are right over the target, but never validated. But now it's more validating than ever. Now they have to uncloak to move and push forward their next agenda. They are hoping you as a spectator, you as a listener, stay a spectator and stay a listener and you do nothing about it. They hope that you sit on the sidelines. They hope that you get overwhelmed because of fear. Because fear is a great motivator. But what happens when you transcend your fear? You then become emboldened to want to take action, to not let these agencies and these bullies and these intimidators and these doxers and swatters and people that are doing all of these terrible things to try to intimidate you, to get you to sit down. You simply, like Jesus, have to hold your hands out, open yourself up to the universe and say, give me what you got. I'm going to walk on my path because I choose that it's the right path and it's godly path. So there's nothing that any of these worldly beings, these worldly entities, these transhumanist crazy lunatics can do to keep me off of my path because this is my path, right? And, and that's really what it is, is becoming centered, getting centered, getting grounded, being around people that ground you. This is the war. This is the fundamental operation, which is why they want to destroy the family, why they want to destroy the, the grandparent and grandchild relationship. They want to put kids on iPads and keep them on computers all day and not engage into the world, right? So it, it's, it's all relative, and it's really up to us what we choose to do with our time whether we're going to pass our time by watching this new episode of whatever, 2023 or what is it, 1923? Or are we going to, you know, work on a project with our kids? Or are we going to go to a local meeting, you know, for the state of our county or the state of our city? You know, uh, all these things are possible, but it's really up to you to do it. But what, what's great is that more and more people are getting involved. More and more people are on that edge. They're right on the edge of like, I cannot sit around and just do this anymore. Because they understand if they sit and they wait, they're going to be waiting for the end of the destruction of their life. Eventually, they're going to knock on their door and take them away because they did nothing. And just like what happened in the 30s and 40s, we are on a repeat cycle in that thing. Okay, not saying that the war uh, in Ukraine is irrelevant, but I am saying it's important that we understand all the facets going on and how we're being bombarded by information. So when we get some new story and you start pushing it through your social media and like, oh my gosh, we caught him. Look, look at me. We were right. Uh, you want to be careful 
because you might just be carrying the water for the non-story and or the distraction that they want to put you on. And I think the distraction is to get people off of talking about Pfizer, the Pfizer exec story. People are saying that it's a hoax out there and they're trying to say it's a hoax, right? But the fact is, is this guy was caught with his pants down figuratively, not literally, um, and completely unraveled their entire agenda. They're trying to say that it, there's opinions out there that it's a hoax. It's just completely nonsense. It, it's, it's the power of this giant corporation using the intelligence operations, using the psych warfare tactics and this, the ways that they know on how to manipulate people because it's all about manipulation. It's all about us, really. They need to get us to not know what's going on and to not be informed and to distract us off of a real story, such as this Pfizer story. It's phenomenal. These guys literally have been cooking this up with Fauci to release it incrementally to the public. Now, my last thing before we go to break, uh, I, I want to kind of tie this together in the sense that COVID's not the COVID's only the beginning. It's not the end. It's not the end all be all. So there's also an MPOX vaccine now that the CDC is pushing. And listen to this video on how they're pushing it and how they're introducing it. They're assuming now most of the propaganda that was tied in with the COVID jabs, they're now linking that to the next rollout. Take a listen. Do I need two doses of the MPOX vaccine? That is a yes. Although one dose provides some protection, all the science on this vaccine tells us that the second dose is where you get the highest level of protection. To use my sci-fi analogy, you want to get your force field to a level 10 to maximize the protection that you can get from the MPOX vaccine. There is no reason to settle for less than 10 and only get one shot. Let's protect your starship. No level 5 force fields allowed. Get both shots. Yeah, you notice how the guy is talking scientifically all sci-fi and everything else? Because you literally have to be in some weird government psyop like simulation to think that this is real and to believe it. So all the LARPers and all the people, liberals out there that think this is real, they're like, yeah, this is a game. My life's a game. Let's go get our another booster. We'll be right back. It's time to unmask the truth and expose the lies. The occupied forces do not want you to hear this broadcast. Breaking through the censorship and delivering raw, unedited content, it's Joshua Michael with Non-Compliant America. Petrodollar on shaky ground, Saudi Arabia willing to discuss selling oil and other currencies. Remember, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, talking about the destruction of the petrodollar. And what does that mean for us here in America? What does that mean for us here in FEMA Region 10? It means the absolute collapse and destruction of value for the American dollar and the American currency. The money, if you have money sitting in your bank account. The buying power is about to collapse 
The fact is, it's already collapsed. It's that most of the industries haven't caught up with it. Now, this is an interesting uh, article over on Shift Gold. They're always always pretty cutting edge. Yes, they're always talking about buying gold and silver. That's kind of their motivation. However, this is a very factual position. Now, really, what the story is is this is Saudi Arabia leaking out that they may consider using alternate currencies because if you didn't know the petrodollar is basically all crude and oil transfers globally had to have been done in the past with the american dollar that's why there's so much american currency and american money circulating around the world because they have to use it for those purposes and that's what's bolstered us up and has allowed this strength of this dollar to be strong for so long Now, once that's done, now you're going to have trillions of dollars essentially circulating around the world that is basically useless because nobody's going to need it anymore because they're going to be buying it in ruble or the Japanese currency, which I don't, I forgot what the actual new Japanese cryptocurrency is called. But in a recent interview, interview, uh, the finance minister, Mohammed Al-Jaid, said that the country is open to discussing trade in other currencies other than the U.S. dollar. This could mark the beginning of the end of the petrodollar exclusively. That would be a huge blow to the dollar dominance. So what does this mean? This means they've already opened negotiations. They've already done the transactions, folks. They just can't, if you don't understand how media works now, and especially how these politicians work, is they always tell you foreshadowing. They always ink, 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 like, we may have to shut down longer. We may have to close your business down. We may have to do that. We don't want to, but we might have to do that. We might have to go to war with Ukraine, but we, won't, we don't want to, but we might have to, which basically means we're going to war with Ukraine and or we already shut everything down and or we are already at war with Ukraine. You see how this works? So essentially they're saying publicly, yeah, we may consider it. The fact is, is behind the scenes, they're never going to come out and tell you, yeah, we're, we're moving to the petrodollar because everybody's head would explode. So this is the incremental psychological operation on how they present things to the public. They like to creep information in softly and as subtly as possible just so they have plausible deniability. Kind of like how the CDC released two years ago what the effects of the mRNA vaccines are going to be. They quietly released it. Nobody talked about it. They talked about increased myocarditis, heart attacks, strokes, blood clots, all these things. It's all in the document. They released it because they've been working on this. As you know now with the Pfizer exec, (laughs) they've been working on this for years. Years, since 2003. Possibly earlier. So the fact is, is that none of this stuff is new. These people aren't just like just now finding out. We are just now finding out because we get caught in these uh, wag the dog scenarios where we start talking about non-issues such as the Pelosi issue. It's a non-issue. Who gives a crap about that? These guys are crooks. They're criminals. Nothing's going to happen to them. If something, if there were to be real justice out there, uh, Joe Biden would have been in prison a long time ago. You know, Dianne Feinstein would have been in prison a long time ago uh, with her stuff. Swallows well. I mean, 
So it's, it's, the fact is, is that the real war is information and transferring information and pushing toward the culture war. And that's the real thing I want you guys to focus on is how do we counter that? We need to go to school boards. We need to speak out against school boards. We need to speak out against what they're trying to do to our kids. We need to speak out on that, right? It's an interesting article here on Mises.org. Uh, the state uses trauma as a weapon against innocent people. Aren't we experiencing that? Aren't we seeing that now? You know, all the trauma of the destruction of our lives in 2020. That was us to get us to sit down. That was to create trauma and put us in a PTSD state. Right? Um, the mentally ill as the other. Right? So let me read this article a little bit. Uh, as regrettable as it sounds, those of us who have been so lucky to remain safely distant from such conflicts throughout our lives have been relatively injured to them. Ukraine, to put it, coldly and crudely, the foil Dave is disregarded. This guy writes weird. As a result, the only violence toward the displaced communities we tend to discuss is the immediate physical damage. The harm done to the individuals through murder, torture, and assault are violations of their property rather than the armed forces or revolutionary militias. Oh, they're talking about uh, Ukraine. But basically, you get all the displaced people and you're able to herd them and use them against the system. They don't care if you lose your house. They don't care if you lose uh, your, you know, livelihood and your business, right? They don't care. They're using you as a weapon. So anyways, long or the short, um, that's an interesting uh, perspective. Again, back into the culture war. I think it's really important that we understand where we're at. Uh, in the culture war, as well as we understand and prepare for the collapse of the dollar. And the way that it's going to work, oh yeah, that reminds me, I have an Ice Nine uh, thing. The way that it's going to work is it's going to be likely a Friday, Thursday or Friday, toward the end of the week, and they're going to make an announcement. In some form or fashion, it's going to happen. The stock market's going to collapse. There'll just be probably power outages and the new cybersecurity threat and the cyber threat. Remember when Hillary Clinton said uh, on national TV, if Russia gives us a cyber threat, that is an act of war and we will go to war against them for a cyber threat. Even though if you look at back at the Vault 7 documents that were re released uh, by our government or a whistleblower basically states that they can mask an attack to make it seem like it comes from a different country and the intelligence agencies have no idea to actually vet out where it came from. They have those kind of technologies. That's cyber. Like that's, that's the, that's the non-kinetic warfare that we're in now is that there's all these cloak and dagger organizations. There's ISIS, right? There's Al Qaeda, you know, there's these terrorist groups that don't have a home. They don't have a country. So we're in a modern warfare and the real modern warfare is the social war and that. So one of the things that's happening with Andrew Tate is it's so strange, like how they 
they're not wearing regular clothes. They're not wearing like prison guard clothes. I don't know if that's an American thing or what, but they like look nicely dressed when they're coming out of the police box. But they got a short blip with some media. And I want you guys to take a listen because it's interesting because they claim that they're innocent. And I think that they're right. I actually do think that they're being set up because they are a huge advocate for the cultural world. Take a listen before we go to break. The story you should be covering is what evidence is there against Kristen Tate. There is none. That should be the story on the news. The police have fabricated the evidence. There's no evidence. paper. Please cover that story. Nothing. There's no So you need to look into it and find out why they're doing that. Okay, so... They're obviously declaring that they're innocent, which I think that they are. They're definitely being set up, but they have some interesting things to think about. There's no victims. There's no proof. There's no information. That's non-story. They're trying to get pushed back into the gulag um, and just had this swipe under the rug and let them rot away. Now, what's interesting is since then, there's been so many videos of the evil Andrew Tate and, uh, and his brother talking with their girls and 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 when they're doing these ventures and doing these things they're literally like hey guys listen we don't want any negativity here you guys can leave whenever you want we don't want to be we don't want to we're not going to go in a hotel with you one-on-one because we don't want any weird stuff to happen you guys will leave anytime and and i'm trying to find these videos but they they're they're removing them off of the internet because again the Tates are in the culture war. That's why they're in prison. It's not because of whatever they supposedly did, right? It's because they're countering the culture war. And that's what I want to really emphasize this. But if I'm, I'm going to try to find that video. I can't find it. It's already been removed. They're removing it everywhere because it basically states that these guys are all about transparency, all about being open and honest. And really, their real message is for young boys to stand up for themselves and to have an opinion, have self-respect, have respect for others and be a good person in the world. That is their bigoted mes- message that they're sending out into the world. That's really why they're being silenced right now and really why they're being put into prison, in my opinion. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens because we're getting close to that 30-day mark where they should be getting released. Now, I don't know if they're going to extend it. I don't know anything about the Romanian uh, justice system or of that sort, um, but I'll keep an eye on it and I'll keep, uh, keep, keep you guys updated with what's going on. We will be right back. From the formal state of Oregon in FEMA Region 10, it's your host, Joshua Michael. Do we dream reality or is reality a dream, folks? Wholesale price inflation is slowing as the economy worsens. I guess that's uh, kind of good news, I guess. So it's good that it's slowing down, even though you can't hardly get stuff. 
had one of my vehicles break down the other day, and uh, this was about a week and a half ago, and the the company, the, the mechanics, which it has to be a specific mechanic over at Mercedes. Um, now, I don't drive a Mercedes nice vehicle. It's a work van. Um, they are actually really good work vans, uh, and you can usually get about 400,000 miles out of them. So um, that's why we buy them. But anyways, they're like, oh, yeah, we can get you in. We can't get you in till February 22nd. So they wouldn't even be able to get us in. That's just to even diagnose what the issue was. Right, because they're either so backed up, they can't get people to work, they can't get supplies, they can't get material, you know, all the breakdowns of everything, and that's just a microcosm of I think what's to come. Now, another thing, uh, this is an interesting article. The WHO, the World Health Organization, has urged countries to stockpile medications and drugs. Um, to treat exposure to radioactive and nuclear emergencies for the first time since 2007. Now, or excuse me, 2017. But I think that this is a PSYOP. Yes, I do think that we are in a real threat. Although I don't think getting medications uh, for radiation exposure is really going to help anybody because we're all going to be either blown up or the radiation exposure is going to be so high that... uh, There's nothing that we can do if this thing gets escalated into a real kinetic uh, nuclear war, which is what the elites want. They need something. And and here's the PSYOP. Okay. They need something to distract from all the COVID narrative nonsense that's now coming out. They need the distraction. And what's scarier than some secret hidden virus that's luring around in all your neighborhoods and potentially your house and the store and church is a nuclear bomb going off. Like, that's a little bit scarier, don't you think? So, of course, they are going to use it. Of course, they're going to hype things up. Of course, the World Health Organization is going to make an announcement like that because they need the intensity and the fear instilled back into the public because people aren't scared of this virus anymore. They're not scared of it. It's unraveling. We understand who the, vic- who the victims are and who the bad guys are. We know now, and it's all being exposed. So they can't let that be fermented on. They can't let people talk about it. They can't let you do it. They need to get you to talk about the next best thing. They sure can't have Andrew Tate out there talking about being uh, a free, good-hearted man. They can't have you have, have them do that. So they want to get everybody talking about this Ukraine thing. So they're going to escalate it, talk about the war. It is a real threat. It is a real issue. Of course, they'll blow up half the planet to get the other half to, to sit down and shut up. They don't care. They think that they're going to be safe in their underground bunkers that they have uh, off New Zealand or, you know, Transylvania or wherever they're wherever they're hiding out right now. But one thing that I do want to emphasize because I'm not just gloom and doom today is that they are right. The World Health Organization is right. You should get prepared and get some, you know, iodine tablets or something like that. That's that's a good thing. But another thing that you should do if you're if you're here that nobody's talking about is preparing and getting your own medication system. 
Now, I just happen to know where you could go to get an entire medical supply kit for medications. You can get the prescriptions and they'll get them to you. And guess where that's at? That's Dr. Saeed's premium health supplement. Uh, you can go to mygotodoc.com, mygotodoc.com. And he has antibiotic kits that you can buy. And he'll, there's like five or six of them, plus a bunch of other stuff that you can do. And you can go there and literally get, so I did this about six months ago is I got, I got my prescription from Dr. Zaid and it was so funny because I was at the, uh, I was at the pharmacy and I'm literally getting like five or six different types of antibiotics. <laughs> now, if, now, if you know, you're a doctor, if you're a doctor, which the pharmacist, you know, has to have, uh, some type of degree about what these medications are, there's no way anybody would administer you like five or six different antibiotics. <laughs> I, I, I mean, maybe I'd be, I'm, I'm wrong, but I, I don't think you're supposed to mix everything like that. Right. <laughs> so, and, and by all means, I'm not getting them for that purpose. I'm getting them for storage. I'm getting them for future. I'm not sick. Uh, you know, but it's, it's preparation. It's part of my preparation kit because in the future, Either the vaccine passport, the CBDCs that they roll out with the cryptocurrency, there is going to be a larger and harder barrier to get the things that you need, such as medications, such as different types of uh, pieces to your survival, because this could make or break your survival. You might not be able to get antibiotics in the future or the supply chain, or the hurdles that they make you jump through, or you have to convert your hard-earned cash to some type of digital currency system, and they'll give you 50 cents on the dollar to get your antibiotics, right? So I'm, I'm trying to avoid all of that. So it, it, accumulating as much resources as possible, even if it's resources you're not going to use, you could trade them in the future for things that you need, right? And that's why it's important especially given the climate, especially given the supply chain's breakdown of taking almost three weeks to get a vehicle in uh, to get repaired, right? And the, uh, the supply chain shortages and stuff like that. But you can go to my go-to doc and he'll get you a whole kit, right? How brilliant is that? So then if you get sick, yes, you can consult with the doctor and the doctor's like, hey, we need you to get antibiotic A, and you're like, oh, okay, cool. And then you go to the pharmacy and they're like, hey, we can't get that or we're out or everybody's got that or it's sold out nationwide. We can't get it for two weeks. Well, if you're on your deathbed or you're sick or you're miserable and you just happen to have it in your storage facility already, how amazing is that? Because then you say, hey, doc, you know, yes, prescribe that to me. I'll order it. And if it takes two weeks, great. I'll use what I got now. And then when I get my prescription, finally, then I can just refill it and replenish that. So uh, you guys don't need to me to explain this to you, but it is so important to be able to prepare yourself for what's to come and the futures. And you need to start preparing and thinking about a real financial collapse. What are you going to do when your bank accounts turn off? If their bank account turned off today, what would you do? What would your next course of action would be? How would you go to work? 
How would you go to work to get paid for the money to be deposited into the bank account that you can't access? Right? So if you're an employer, maybe you say, hey, you come to work today because things need to carry on. I'll give you a couple silver bars for the day. Heck yeah, that's a good currency. Right? So these are things that we need to think about because that's going to be the preservation of our humanity. And if we're able to make it through this and fight through the culture war and survive, we are going to have the biggest, largest, booming golden age that we have ever seen, that this earth has ever experienced. And I can feel it. We are on the verge of kicking these monsters out for another 200 years. Thanks for listening and have a great week. We'll talk to you next week.